Now joining us on the phone lines, we talk with him every Monday. It's our aviation analyst, Jay Ratliff. Good morning, Jay. Pleasant good morning. Thanks for being with us. Uh, a couple of aviation stories to get to, uh, including the latest contract for Southwest flight attendants being rejected. Yeah, they've been working since, I guess it's 2018, uh, for the flight attendants who their contract expired then. They've been working since to try to get a deal. Uh, no luck since. And the latest offer from management was a 20% pay increase and a 3% increase for the next four years annually. And the flight attendants soundly turned it down almost to two for one. I think 64% of the flight attendants rejected it. And one of the things they continue to indicate, as have the Southwest pilots who are still without a contract, is that uh, they're, they're very willing to strike if it's needed down the road. That would uh, not be good. Would, would it happen anytime soon during the holidays? Well, it could, but it, it probably won't. And, and even if it did, I suspect if we can use history as a, as a gauge here, uh, if they were to go on strike, the administration would step in and say, look, uh, back to work. We're going to come together. We're going to get resolved. Because we've had in the past where presidents have stopped it, stepped in on airline strikes and stopped them almost hours after they began uh, to try to protect, A, the, the passengers, but also the economy. You and I have talked about for some time how the airline industry is, int- is an integral part to the nation's economy. And anytime you have any sort of disruption, uh, especially coast-to-coast as we would have there, it would be something that would be significant. And this administration, even though there's... N- Nothing about the Biden administration that that I agree with. I will certainly applaud their efforts in trying to protect the consumer when it comes to aviation. And they've done a lot more than a lot of other administrations have done in the past. And I suspect they would be consistent in that approach so that if there was a strike, they would step in, order uh, the uh, striking pilots, flight attendants, whoever, uh, back to work and, and go from there. So but it doesn't take away the anxiety from uh, passengers that are booked on a future Southwest flight. And I tell you what, if you are a person that's looking to book next spring break, uh, even next summer, what kind of message does it send? If the flight attendants say, look, we're going to use the passengers here as fodder. Uh, we don't care about the disruptions. We don't care about what happens to them. Uh, we're going to strike regardless of the inconvenience it has on our, on our uh, passengers to get what we want. And I, I don't, I've never liked that message from any airline on any work stoppage in the last 40 years, but it's often used. And because they're thinking the public pressure will bring about some sort of a deal finally, but you've got to look at Southwest management. I mean, they have dragged their feet trying to do anything with the pilots or flight attendants. And sadly for both the flight attendants and the pilots is we're now seeing a kind of a cool down, throttle back, if you will of the demand for leisure travel. And we're getting back to kind of the pre-pandemic norms of the year. No longer are we on this hot streak where everybody in the world's flying, and that means the iron has cooled. So it's going to be very difficult for those two groups, I think, to get as as much as they could have had this deal been worked out earlier. Talk with aviation analyst Jay Ratliff here on the WPTF Morning Show. Uh, Jay, another story I want to ask you about, uh, because I saw this headline and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, a cargo flight in California operated without a pilot? Yep. Yeah, this this was a converted FedEx plane. Now, don't think of this as a FedEx jet. 
It was actually a Cessna, I think a 208 uh, Bravo aircraft. It was a converted plane. It, it was a it's a propeller plane over wing. Passenger wise, it might have two crew members, maybe nine or ten passengers. So it's not a huge airplane. But they converted this and it flew for 12 minutes over the California mountains without a flight crew. It was a fully automated cargo flight and it was a first for aviation. And I can tell you this, it was a big step towards a day when we see cargo planes fully automated with no pilots. Now we've talked you and I've talked about, you know, forever about the ideas we've been moving forward in commercial aviation. Yeah. To going from two pilots to one pilot and then eventually the technology could take us from one pilot to no pilots, but there's a lot of passenger pushback saying we don't want this, so there, there's <laughs> kind of been a little bit of reluctance on the airlines to move in that direction. But I can tell you this, no hesitation at all on the cargo side of things, because obviously you don't have to worry about passengers not wanting to fly if there's no pilots. Right. So all of this is going to start on the cargo side of things, and we're going to go from there. But if the FedEx, DHLs, UPSs, and all the other you know, freight movers of the world could actually have a flight deck that was automated to the point where they could reduce or eliminate the need for pilots. Uh, you're talking about a significant amount of money saved. It would assist the air freight manufacturers make a lot more money with regards to the transportation of freight. And sadly, it would put a lot of pilots out of business. And we're moving in that direction. Anytime technology enters the picture, a lot of people get super, super excited about how this is going to really make things easier without stopping for a moment to recognize the impact it could have on them. I remember when the airport kiosks came out and the airline agents at the counter were super excited because now passengers, instead of getting in a long line that they would have to take care of, could now go to the kiosks. Yeah. And they thought, this is great because my lines are going to be shorter. My job's going to be easier. Uh, hello, McFly. That also means that the airline can get rid of you because they don't need you. But they <laughs> never seem to connect those dots. Oh, yeah. And right now, it, you know, those same sort of thoughts on the on the flight deck type of thing are starting to grow. And this is the future that uh, a lot of people want to see implemented. And uh, I hope it's not the case, but I think it's inevitable. The only the only real question is how long is it going to take to get there? I'm just glad that uh, the airline companies, because I'm with you, Jay. I would not want to get on a plane uh, that didn't have a pilot. That that would just yeah. freak me out. Well, I want somebody on there with a vested interest in landing that bad boy safely. And, of course, the, the argument is made by people who say, Jay, if you study aviation accidents, as I do, you'll recognize that most of the accidents or near misses occur when there's an element of pilot air. It may not be the cause, but it could be a contributing cause. So if we remove the human element from the flight deck, it will uh, obviously make the uh, aviation process safer. But my issue is you can't program a computer for every conceivable issue that might come up. I, I look back at the British Airways flight that, uh, that flew through volcanic ash, shut down all four engines. Never happened mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. What would a computer do there? Uh, you had the, uh, the miracle on the Hudson where you had a double uh, bird strike that shut down both engines. Also, never happened before. If you have a computer that's not been programmed for those type of eventualities, What's the computer going to do? And that's when you need the men and women that are experienced to be on the flight deck uh, to make sure that the passengers get on the ground safely. Now, airlines are very quick to say passengers and safety are number one priority, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. Profits are, and they prove it all the time. 
And that's one of the reasons that a lot of airline executives behind closed doors are pushing as hard as they are in this direction, because they're tired of negotiating with pilots. They think they're a pain in the butt. They think if technology can come in, you don't have to worry about a pilot's flight hours. Shoot, you get rid of the pilots, and all of a sudden now you can fly these planes, go, 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 and you don't have to worry about any crew scheduling whatsoever as far as the pilots. And uh, it's all money-driven, and sadly, uh, I think as we progress, passenger safety to some extent could be compromised. And that's going to be my continuing concern as we uh, we moved a little rapidly in that direction. Jay, before we let you go, uh, let's talk about flights and potential delays or cancellations around the U.S. Uh, here in Raleigh, uh, we had rain, severe weather yesterday. Mm-hmm. Going to be sunny today here at RDU, but if anyone's flying out of RDU, going to other parts of the country, where are going to be the trouble spots? Yeah, I'm in Savannah this morning, and that weather came up through us, through you, and has gone to the northeast, and that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing uh, Philadelphia, New York, D.C., and Boston uh, being impacted by a lot of wind, rain, limited visibility, slowing us down in the northeast, and that's going to continue this morning and afternoon. Now, by this evening, the weather should be out of there. Some of the winds might stick around, but the problem is creating a day of delays is with what we're going to be seeing from coast to coast. I think this evening's just going to be a continuation of that as we try to catch up. Hopefully by tomorrow we'll be back on track. But if you're flying to or through the the, uh, northeast today, uh, certainly get to the airport early. It's going to be a slow go if you're headed in that direction. Aviation analyst Jay Ratliff, we appreciate your Monday morning conversations with us. Thanks so much, and we'll talk with you next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you.